Hello, Calvary. My name is Josh. Hola, Calvario. Me llamo Jesús Hernández. Our vision is to be a church family that is better together, being changed by the gospel of love like Jesus across cultures and generations. Yeah, and we live that out by connecting with God and others to grow in our faith so we reach Orange County and the world for Jesus Christ. And actually, coming up on June 11th, we have a couple of great opportunities to connect as a church family. First, join us for an old-fashioned potluck-style church picnic right up the street at Cabrillo Park. Right, and we're even going to have an amazing softball game, or you can join in with some lawn games. We're going to have a pie-eating contest, a watermelon-eating contest. Fried chicken and drinks will be provided for details on what you can bring to share. Check out our website at calorylife.org. Awesome. And that evening, we want to invite you to come join us for a night of worship. It's going to be a classic night of worship in Samson Chapel. It's going to be an awesome time to praise God with classic hymns and songs with our celebration choir, handbell ringers, and even Trish Folsom on the pipe organ and piano. And finally, with summer starting up, that means it's almost time for BBS. Oh, BBS, so good. Save the date on your calendar for July 24th to 28th at Fun Factory Vacation Bible School, where kids will discover they are created by God and built for a purpose. Yeah, so sign up your kids and help reach out to others by telling your friends and families to sign up as well. You can also register to volunteer or discover ways you can donate to make this amazing week happen at calvarylife.org slash BBS. Yeah. We want to connect with you at Calvary Church, so make sure that you fill out the card in the seat rack in front of you. You can bring it to the lobby, to Connection Point, and you can get a free gift like this amazing tin mug. Also, um, find out more information about what's going on in your bulletin. There's a lot of great information here about events and how to stay connected at Calvary. And you could also use this card to ask for prayer requests or to find out more about our ministries at calvarylife.org. All right. Thanks to Jesus and Josh. We appreciate their good ministry with us and sharing about some of the highlights of the church family as well. I'm Pastor Dave Mitchell. When we welcome you, it's a very special Sunday service. Uh, first of all, it starts at 10 a.m., so thank you for coming on time. But uh, it also allows us to gather together with other congregations that are part of our church campus, our Spanish-speaking service as well as our Mandarin service, and the two pastors. Come on up here, Andy and Amundo. Let's welcome them as they come on up here. Muy, muy buenos días, Calvary Church. Soy el pastor Armando Reyes del Ministerio Hispano y con mucho gozo en nuestro corazón estamos aquí juntos, tres diferentes lenguas, tres diferentes culturas, pero un solo Señor Jesucristo. Bienvenidos a todos. Sending 
on the platform and in the baptistry as well. So we're excited for what God is going to do as he reaches across all generations and all cultures with the love and grace of Jesus Christ. This morning we're going to take... uh, opportunity for us to have a little bit of a business time together. Once a year we do this where we affirm the elders who will be in office this next three years. I'm going to invite Dave Herring, the chairman of the elder board, to come on up here and to help us uh, navigate through this. Yeah, let's give Dave a... uh... (laughs) Very nice. Very, very polite of you. Thank you very much for that. And uh, we appreciate Dave's been chairman for a number of years now. And uh, once a year we spend time affirming those who would be the new elders. And so when you walked in, you should have received a ballot. Now, a ballot is to be used by those who are members of Calvary Church. A member of Calvary Church is someone who has been through our membership class, been baptized as an expression of their faith in Jesus Christ, and has had that elder interview to hear your testimony and how you came to know Jesus as your Savior. So you have those ballots in hand as Dave is going to explain to us sort of the next steps. Dave, welcome. It's good to have you up here. Well, thank you. Well, it's a, a pleasure to be able to worship with you all this morning. We worship our, our great God, our mighty God, our faithful God. He's uh, full of grace and mercy, and we get to do that together. Uh, you know, as I look out here, it looks like a little bit of heaven because I see people from every nation and every tongue out here. So we know that... At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So we get to do that this morning as a congregation. Amen. Well, one of the privileges and responsibilities we have as members of Calvary Church is to affirm our elders every year. And so to do that, we need to establish a quorum. So anyone who's 15 years old or older, and you probably know that you are that, Could you please raise your hand if you're a member of Calvary Church 15 years old or older? Very good. Well, the chair officially establishes a quorum, and we will begin our annual meeting here at Calvary Church. Uh, If you did, Pastor Dave mentioned that uh, the ballots were at the door. If you didn't get a ballot and you are a member and would like to uh, do this uh, affirmation vote, there are the ushers in the back. They will come forward and, and pass it out. So raise your hand if you didn't get a ballot. We just want to make sure everyone has a ballot. So when you get it, if you could mark on there either yes or no for the three elders that are up uh, for service, they are going to help lead Calvary Church into the future. So it's a very important vote that you, uh, that you marked this morning. Uh, when you're done, go ahead and fold those ballots and hand it into the center aisle, and the ushers will pick it up after we pray. And let's see, next week the results will be announced in the bulletin as well. So as you're doing that, let me go over a couple of financial um, things that have gone on here at Calvary. The last several years, you've noticed that we've um, upgraded the campus quite significantly. We've spent around $5 million in the last several years to do that. We've upgraded the, the nursery and the children's area and the underground, uh, Samzik Chapel, um, Fellowship Hall, and many others. So a lot of upgrades, signage, and there's many more that I didn't mention. But a lot of good things have happened here on campus. We are about 1% from completely funding the whole project. Out of that $5 million, there's about 60000 left. And Calvary's fiscal year ends in June. 
So that is one more month, and it would be so great if we could have it completely paid off by the end of this fiscal year. So if you're able to help us um, finish off that last $60,000 in this next month, that would be wonderful. So I challenge you to do that. You can do that today. I think in the envelope in the front of you, you could mark that or hand it in any time this, this, uh, this next month. Uh, one other thing is next Sunday at 1230, there's going to be a financial update. So those of the, you that are interested in how we do our finances here at Calvary, um, there will be a presentation on how we do our audit, because we do an audit every year of our finances. And there's also going to be uh, an I insight, although we're going to join EF ECFA, the fi Evangelical Council of Financial Accountability. I'll get that right. So we want to... We want to join that as a church, and that just gives us another level of, of honesty and, and uh, being open about our finances here at Calvary. You'll also have a chance to be able to ask any questions that you would like. So that will be next Sunday at 1230. Right. So at that, I will officially close and adjourn our official meeting. All right. Very good. I love them short and sweet. That's great. Uh, I'd like to pray for this uh, time as we uh, affirm those who would be elders. These three men that you have on there, Ron, Craig, and Neil, are godly men. Craig and Neil have served, of course, in the past, and Ron would be his first run and being an elder for the next three years. And uh, they go through quite a process to screen and to make sure that they're walking with the Lord and love Him, love Calvary Church. So we're so blessed to have quality men like that who are willing to serve in positions of leadership. The elders are so critical as we look into the future. One of our desires is to be a stronger church at age 100 than we are today. That's in about 15 years from now. And so we're still in the process of discovering and uh, what God has in store for us for the leadership that would lead us into those next 15 years as well. So we appreciate your prayers as they, uh, the elders consider together those things that God would put on their hearts and minds and the direction we would go as a church. Let me pray for these things and commit it to the Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, we thank you for the work that you're doing in each of our lives. We love you. Uh, we're blessed and we're thankful for the life that we enjoy that is in you because of our faith in Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. Lord Jesus, as I've said as many times, is our, he's our senior pastor. He is our main shepherd. He is the good and great shepherd. And so we look to you through him, Father, for your continued leadership and guidance. For the men who have served in the past, for those three men that are going off the elder board and the three men that will come on, Lord willing, God, we're grateful for all of that as we ask your blessing upon us continually each day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How great is it to be together with all of our language groups and we can lift up an expression of praise that's together and unified in the spirit. And uh, we invite you to stand and do that, all right? Just acknowledge God. Would you stand, please? All right, we're going to sing in English. Feel free to sing in Spanish as you have the words there, but you'll hear it in English. Let's sing of our great God. You know this hymn, Mighty Fortress is our God. Come on, let's sing together.
of us being together as a church family of multiple languages and cultures, I think of Psalm 133. Scriptures say how good and how pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. That's us this morning. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Lift up your hands. Psalm 134 says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. I invite you to do that this morning. Go on, go on lift up our hands and praise him. Sing of his faithfulness. Acknowledge his faithfulness. Sing. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. You never change us. You never fail, oh God. That's right. Sing. True are your promises. True are your Yes, so we 
praise to our eternal God. Our eternal God, faithful and true. Scriptures remind us that His faithfulness, His loving kindness is new every morning. This morning, it's new for us this morning. Let's draw on His faithfulness in our hearts, all right? His grace, His love. Great is thy faithfulness, O God. Good singing, Calvary Church. Thank you. You may be seated. Great singing together. They are more than just names. More than blocks of stone set in rows. More than memories. They are our brothers 
and sisters, our parents, and our children. Friends, loved ones, and even strangers who believe that we were worth fighting for, that we were worth dying for. They stand for justice, for courage, for heroism and fearlessness in the face of danger. They stand for the brave men and women who selflessly answered the call and gave their very lives for the cause of freedom. Let us never take their sacrifice for granted, but instead remember with gratitude those who have served. Today, tomorrow, and every day thereafter. By the grace of God, if we walk upon free soil, if we breathe in the sweetness of liberty, let us give thanks. Let us honor the fallen. And let us never forget. We want to remember, yes. We know we have freedoms today, and it has come through great sacrifices of men and women who have given their lives. On the military, I also think even there was a police officer killed yesterday in Mississippi in the law enforcement community and others that stand guard to protect us and keep us in the freedoms that we enjoy. But we're thankful for those who have served in the armed services, and, and uh, many of you have loved ones, family members, dear friends that have given their lives the ultimate sacrifice, and uh, we want to remember them but also remember you. So if you've lost a loved one, would you allow us to show appreciation to you because there's a cost to you as well? Would you stand up and allow us to uh, give you a word of thanks and a, an applause of uh, remembering them through you? So if you've lost a loved one uh, in the service of our country, would you stand up and allow us to thank you for your kindness? Let's show our appreciation to them. I'd like to have a moment of silent prayer. I invite you to pray, and then I'll close in a time of prayer. But as we pray, let's remember that uh, uh, there are people that have been killed in Manchester this last week because of the terror of Islamic uh, activity, as well as uh, for the uh, devastation of Christians in Cairo that have been killed. Just like a Palm Sunday, here we go again this last week. And so we see that there is still terror around this world. There is still evil present. And we're so thankful for the men and women who currently serve in the armed services to help us to have that freedom. And let's pray for their safety, but also pray for the loved ones who have lost their dear ones through their military service as well. Then I'll close this in a time of prayer. So let's each of us pray, and then I'll close this. Father, we're grateful that we can pause on this Memorial Day weekend 
to recognize those who have given their lives so that we can enjoy this freedom right now, to worship you, to speak your truth, and to proclaim it not only here in our worship center, but also around our community and around our country and around our world. God, I pray that we would always appreciate the freedoms that are ours because of the sacrifice of so many that have given their lives and continue to give their lives even this year in these far-off places, Lord, that's so hard for us to understand. But God, I pray that we would be steadfast and immovable, always working towards those things that you count as most important. And the Lord, that uh, because of these freedoms, that we would be fervent in the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that his name would be exalted above every name, and that we would live in submission to him. And Lord, that we would exercise those freedoms and not take them for granted. I pray, God, for your comfort and your peace upon those who have stood here today as well as those across our land who are remembering those dear friends and family members, sons and daughters and parents, siblings that are no longer with them because they gave their lives in the sacrifice of these freedoms. God, I pray for your care and your ministry in their lives and that, Father, we as a country would always live a life that enjoys but also practices the freedoms of the expression of our faith so that others can ultimately know you. We know that's for you, the bottom line, here and around the world. So thank you, Father, as we commit all these things and trust you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. In a prayerful spirit, in honor of the many that have sacrificed and in recognizing God's grace to us, would you please stand? to our time of tithes and offerings, if you would pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the joy that you've given us in our hearts, Lord God, the transformed lives, Lord, that are here. And because of that, Lord, we are cheerful givers. We pray, Lord, that you would uh, use these tithes and offerings, multiply them, that they may be used to continue to expand your kingdom, to let the world know that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so I pray that you give wisdom 
that you give discernment to those who are uh, overseers of this, Father. And we pray this together as one group, as one body. And the church says in Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you, choir, from uh, Lagos Bible Church. Right here on our campus, meet second hour over here in the Fellowship Hall. So good to have you with us. Uh, I think it's the first time we've heard from the choir and, and had uh, their group uh, worshiping with us. So good to, good to have you with us today. If you know of anybody that's a Mandarin speaking and would like to be part of a ministry like that, invite them. We'd love to have them come and join in with the rest. We're going to spend a little bit of time in God's Word in preparation for the time of baptism. We have some folks who are going to share their testimony for Jesus Christ. It's interesting, if you go back a couple of thousand years in the book of Galatians that we've been in studying for the last uh, few weeks, they had challenges with the mending together, the molding, the merging of different ethnic groups. And in particular in those days, as you want to pull out the outline that's in the bulletin, you're welcome to do that and follow along as best you can. But it's interesting, in the first verse of the passage we're going to look at today, in Galatians 2.15, the Apostle Paul is writing because they have some troubles with some what they call Judaizers, those Jewish people that grew up in Judaism, converted to Jesus Christ, and now they're having a hard time accepting the Gentiles to come in. They think the Gentiles should have to live the same kind of Jewish life that the Jewish people have been living. And so they're a little troubled. So it's the church transitioning from totally Jewish population to now these new Gentiles. And the Jews and the Gentiles never get along with each other. Notice what Paul says, interesting, in Galatians 2.15. Just this one little verse. We are Jews by nature. We were born into a Jewish family and not sinners from among the Gentiles. And it sounds like kind of a slur or a slam on the Gentiles. He's not really trying to put them down, but notice the the contrast, the tension that is there. And sometimes we will feel that tension because different cultures, different people groups, different languages, different styles of those things that are important to us, they sometimes don't merge well with one another. Sometimes it's generational gaps, and it's hard for us to sort of adjust to other generations that don't think and live and worship the way we do. So we have those challenges. Paul's addressing it here. He doesn't mean that all Gentiles are sinners. He simply means we as Jews are Jews by nature because we grew up with the law. The Gentiles are sinners by nature because they grew up with no law. And so it's all about the law. Then you notice as it goes on and says in this text here that uh, nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, since by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if while we're seeking to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have also been found sinners, is Christ then a minister of sin? May it never be. For if I rebuild what I have once destroyed, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law I died to the law that I might live to God. And this wonderful rich verse that a lot of us know. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and delivered himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. Breaking this down, Paul is writing to a group of people that today we call Turkey. Uh, It's probably around this community called Antioch that we saw earlier in the chapter. I want to emphasize three things that are important for us to find freedom in Jesus Christ. I want to highlight this verse here. When, When the Bible repeats something over and over and over again, 
It doesn't mean it's necessarily more important than anything it only said once, but it sure is a point that Paul says don't miss it. Let's take this first verse, verse 16. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be justified by faith in Jesus Christ and not by the works of the law, since by the works of the law no man will be justified. Three times Paul says, you cannot be justified by the works of the law. Second time, you cannot be justified by the works of the law. Third time, the works of the law, no flesh will be justified. Three times in one verse he says, don't try to gain salvation by keeping the laws of Moses. Paul is saying to the Galatians, he's saying to you and me, do you get it now? Because they weren't getting it then. And some people still don't get it even today. They think they still have to gain favor with God, do good works, go to church, do righteous things, and then maybe, maybe I will get salvation. Paul says, no, in contrast to these three admonitions to don't do works to gain righteousness, contrast, same verse, highlighting now two different things. Instead of the works, let me highlight justified through faith in Christ. Second time, justified by faith in in Christ. So Paul is contrasting three times don't do works, two times faith in Jesus Christ. Now, let me illustrate this with a, um, through a little action story, and I pray that it goes well. I'm going to invite the Camachos to come on up here, Serena, Kaylee, and then Steve is going to come up here as well. I'm going to ask them to do something that includes this. Come right here in the light so they can see you pretty girls. And then, Serena, if you want to grab another device. I'm going to ask them to show us that by their effort alone, they can go from this location all the way over there to the cross by jumping. How many of you believe that they can jump from here all the way over to the cross? Shut. I don't, I don't think you really believe that. So. All right, let's see. Kaylee, would you like to show us first, by jumping on this trampoline, by your effort, your good works, you're a wonderful young lady. I believe you can do it. You can work so hard so that you, by jumping here, can actually land over there by the cross. Show us how good your works are. Go for it. Oh! All right. Thank you, Kaylee. Very nice. Now, this is, uh, that's pretty good uh, here. It's, it's, you're not quite there, are you? I don't want to hurt your self-esteem, but you didn't quite make it over there. But, but it was a good effort. Thank you very much. Now, Serena, you've got a pogo stick. So let's show us how well you can jump from here to the cross by your good works. All right, show us. Here she goes. Ready, set, go. Oh. All right. Well, even with little things, you know what? Maybe we, we, your dad is here, right? Maybe he's got a device that will help us to show. So I'm going to invite Steve to come on out here, and he's going to show us how this can really play out because uh, he, is the, uh, he is the bio. He is like the, the Steve Austin. He's the bio, bio the technical kind of a guy. Skywalker, and uh, he's got all the devices that'll show us spring-loaded. 
is the trampoline. So Steve, you've got these, uh, I'm sure there's some computer working that that's helping you stay upright. But because you have these highly expensive, highly tech things on your legs, surely you, because you are so much stronger than any of us, you go to CalFit, right? Yes. You go to CalFit. So you should, by your effort, by your good works alone, you should be able to physically remove from this spot to over there by the cross. Let's show us how you do it. And away you go. All right. I don't know that that counts. But uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Okay. Well, uh, hey, let's thank the Camachos. We appreciate Haley, uh, Serena. You can return to your seat, so thank you very much. There you go. All right. That wasn't so bad. I was thinking Steve might, like, break a leg or something there, but... Uh, and I don't know that we have insurance for that. So uh, how do you explain that to the insurance company? I hope you get the point besides just having good fun. That just as I asked those three beautiful Camacho children, uh, well, <laughs> actually, Angela might, I don't know, you might agree with me on that one. As I asked them to physically make an effort to get over to that cross, just as they couldn't do it, none of us can do it. The point is very simple. God says, if you want to get into heaven, you can try working really hard, but you will no more get into heaven as they could get over to the cross. Good works are good things, but not when the motivation is to be accepted by God, because I can't get there. So Jesus said, let me do something about it. Now let me show you. Jesus, when he was talking to us, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So Jesus comes to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And he did not say, let me show you some of the things he did not say. He did not say to us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever keeps the law in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He didn't say that. So we cross that out. Jesus did not say whoever does all those things and keeps the Ten Commandments in him should not perish. No, didn't say that. He didn't say also that whoever is baptized in the water as we're going to have some people baptized. That doesn't save anybody. That's not what he said. He says, I don't want that to be part of the plan. You can never get there by water baptism. He also did not say that if you feed the poor, as good as it is to feed the poor, we should feed the poor. We should provide for those who are without. That's a good thing. But not if I want to feed the poor so that I will not perish and have eternal life. Jesus says that's, that's not part of the plan. That's not part of my plan. It may be part of your plans. He also said, and I struggle with this one because I would like for this one to be true, uh, <laughs> but whoever attends church... Yes, you can miss a worship service. Please don't. But that won't. <laughs> Going to church every Sunday. I used to go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Remember those days? Man, if that was getting people into heaven, I'm, I'm a lock. Because now a lot of us do it for like one hour. But he did not say that either. And this one is even harder. Whoever donates money in him. Now we love... We love financial donations here at Calvary Church. As Dave just said, $60,000, and we paid off the restoration project. So, but no one who donates money 
will cause themselves to not perish but have eternal life. Jesus said that's just not part of the plan. And sometimes we're confused growing up in America. For those of us who have grown up in this country, we love this country, sometimes there's this sense that if I just grew up in a Christian home, that somehow being in a home with Christian parents makes me saved. It doesn't make me saved. Being in a Christian home might give me advantages to know the gospel, but that doesn't save me. Having parents who are Christians, they don't pass that on. It's not some sort of genetic pass on so that I can be saved. Jesus did not say that. It's not part of the plan. But we know that what Jesus said is you simply have to believe. It's by faith that we come to know Christ as our personal Savior. Now, when Paul said that, he said, I want you to live this life. Even though you don't do the works, it doesn't mean you can get away with sinning. So my freedom from sin should be on display so I live a righteous life, as the Apostle Paul goes on to say here. But if while we seeking to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have also been found sinners, Christ then a minister of sin, may it never be. He says, just because the law won't save you doesn't mean you don't need to live by the truth of righteous living. Some people thought if there is no law, I can save myself by believing in Jesus. Then I can just go live my life any way I want to. If you have faith in Christ, you change. You're transformed. Let me show you something in our backyard. It's sort of a miracle. That anything is green in our backyard is sort of a miracle. But this is a rose, uh, not a bush, it's a, uh, what is it? It's a climbing rose. Thank you, Joy. I hate it because it's got thorns and it's a pain to cut back. It used to be all white. For some reason, this spring, it started turning red. And you know, some of them, the white that are now sort of pink. We don't know what's going on with that bush, but we think it's a miracle. <laughs> and I don't know, somewhere in that ground, maybe it grafted into some old red bush, and somehow those roots have sort of merged together. And so the red is now taking over the white, and it's becoming pink and red. Now, I, I just thought it's really fascinating, and it doesn't really fit with the message very well. But I wanted you to see that. But you get the idea. When something gets inside the system, that something actually changes. Whatever is grafting down in here to cause this up here it's literally evident on the outside. They're all still roses. Doesn't change that they're roses. They're all still pretty. They're all still valuable. But when something happens inside, it's reflected on the outside. The transformation of Jesus on the inside of us should be reflected as a transformation on the outside of us. I would like for you to hear a couple of testimonies of people where Jesus Christ is transforming them from her Hispanic congregation as well as from a Mandarin service. I'd like for you to hear those stories. The Leones are a couple that are going to be baptized. I want you to take a look and a listen to their story as we watch it on video here today. Yo le, yo este, pues miraba que mi hija no estaba bien. Miraba que, que nada estaba bien. Y, y yo sé, o sea, seguíamos en las fiestas y todo, pero discutíamos mucho mi esposo y yo. Y 
y, se, y seguir, o sea, después venía, venía damas y a veces ya no. Pero después yo tuve la necesidad cuando, cuando yo miré más que mi hija estaba más, o sea, cada vez iba más mal. Y hasta una, una tarde yo le entregué mi vida a Cristo cuando, cuando yo me entregué a Él y le dije que yo ya no podía más. Y fue, tiene como unos tres años que yo le entregué realmente mi vida a Cristo y pude, pude rechazar lo malo y entregársela a Él. Y, y le entregué a mi hija, le entregué mi casa completa y le dije que, que Él hiciera su voluntad en mí y, y que se hiciera a su manera y no a la mía. Bueno... La manera de cómo recibí a, a Jesucristo fue un poco difícil al principio porque yo no quería, no quería saber, de, no quería saber de Dios. No estaba preparado, aunque yo miraba que mi esposa y mis hijos venían a la iglesia, eh, se me hacía un poco inconcluso en, todas, en todos los sentidos porque existían problemas y ella me confrontaba. Eh, en diferentes ocasiones yo le preguntaba qué es lo que estaba aprendiendo en la iglesia eh, que me mostrara lo que estaba aprendiendo y ella no me mostraba lo que yo quería saber eh, fue difícil porque eh, no quería entender muchas cosas que estaba haciendo mal eh, me gustaba mucho tomar yo sentía que estaba haciendo lo correcto pero en realidad yo no les daba el enfoque ni les daba el tiempo a mis hijos. En ese momento entendí que, que estaba mal y que tenía que, que hacer algún cambio en mi vida. En poco tiempo yo le pude decir a mi esposa que, que había aceptado al Señor. Fue un 14 de enero del 2016. Aproximadamente como la una de la tarde, una 25, me, tuve esa necesidad de querer saber de Dios. Y le hablé a, a Pastor Armando para decirle que estaba listo, que estaba preparado para aceptar al Señor. Sentí una transformación diferente y sentí que, que por primera vez en mi corazón estaba, estaba contento. Y eso era lo que yo quería sentir. Ha transformado eh, Cristo en nuestras vidas, en, yo creo que de muchas maneras, pero sobre todo... Eh, Ahora entendemos que tenemos el gran amor de Dios y que Dios está en nuestros corazones. All right, Nick, great. And also, also from our uh, Lagos Bible Church, our Mandarin language church, we're so thankful for Wang Na. She shares the story of Christ working in her life. Let's take a look and listen. 我走进教会是偶然的 读了大约一个多小时，中午的时候，我迷迷糊糊地睡着了。突然感觉被什么东西压住了，就要窒息。我知道发生梦魇了，有那么一瞬间，我看着窗外，感觉到外面一片漆黑，我心里害怕极了。
教会的牧师是会赶鬼的。于是我在心里大声的喊道：“是哪个恶鬼要来害我？我要去找牧师的。”这个念头非常强烈，也使我充满了力量，梦魇一下就消失了。就在中午的团契小组里，牧师给我详细的讲解了四个属灵定律，在弟兄姐妹的见证下，我觉知信主了。我相信。在这个世界上存在着正义和邪恶两种力量，就是教会所说的属灵的征战，并不是我们不参加战争就没事的，因为我们已经置身其中了。这个世界是神创造的，但它却被魔鬼统治着。我们的心如果不能够跟随着神，以我们自己的渺小和怯弱，又怎么去抵抗魔鬼的控制呢？我相信。靠着主的帮助，我会得到进一步的进步和改变。神深爱着我们每一个人，也希望我们每一个人用爱去回应他的爱。谢谢大家。All right, thank you. Exciting. I've been doing this a long time. Heard a lot of testimonies. First time I've ever heard someone, and thank you, Andy and Paul, for your teaching. Refer to predestination as a reason for coming to Jesus Christ. I love the sound of that because、uh, it's all about God. It's God at work, God's sovereign rule to guide us and to help us to become who He wants us to be. And once we do all that, we find great freedom because sin grows in us. As sin grows in us, as Christ lives in me, I live by faith and His grace. Sin wants to compete, as Wang Nao was talking about. Sin is going to compete with the life of Christ, but Christ in me helps me to grow. It's this wonderful verse that Paul writes that is healthy for us to all have in hand. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. As He lives in me, He is more evident through me and through my actions, my attitude, my behavior. People see more of Jesus and less of Dave, and that's part of the challenge for us. I love this verse. Because even as we have the combination of a variety of services here, of language groups and different cultures, it's interesting to me that Paul is saying to the Jew and to the Gentile, and now he says to the Chinese and the Hispanic, to all the rest of us, that our identity is not in our culture, it's not in our language, it's not in our generation, it's not in our gender, it's not in our age. Our identity is in Jesus Christ, because as we live the life of Christ. That's the most powerful influence in the world today, and that you and I, who are in Christ, we should reflect Christ in all that we do and say. He says, "The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God." It's a continuing faith relationship, as we'll see more next week. It's not somehow I believe in Jesus and then it's all up to me. No, I believe in Jesus, but I continue to live in faith in Jesus because He loved me and He gave Himself up for me. To allow me to be the person that I am today, God challenges us to live that out, and He says, "The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God. We still live by God's grace. For righteousness comes through the law, that Christ died needlessly. We all live by faith, empowered by His grace, and that He is the one who shapes us into who we need to be." And as we have that kind of relationship with Christ, He is evident in every word, every deed. We should be the best employee 
in that place of business. We should be the most outstanding student in terms of attitude and reflecting the behavior and the sweetness of the grace of Christ. In our neighborhood, we should be those that are startling examples of what it means to be a good neighbor, reflecting the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Because Christ in me is seen out there. That's the standard. And the beauty of all this is that Christ gives us ways that we can remember. Like today is Memorial Day, we remember those who have given their lives for the freedoms of our country. Today also is Baptism Day. Baptism is that outward sign. It is the thing that Christ has commanded every follower of His to do. To be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. To be baptized means I have died, D-I-E-D, died in Jesus Christ, and I have changed my identity to be in Christ, Christ in me, the hope of glory. So baptism is an outstanding external indicator of the internal change that is taking place in my life. So we have some dear folks from our various services are going to share their testimony. And this baptism, remember, Jesus did not say everyone who was baptized in him will not perish. But baptism is that sign then that comes and follows that faith in Jesus Christ. So we're glad to have these folks, and let's welcome them as they come on up into the tank and share with us the great testimony of Jesus Christ in their lives. you by the Tustin Library, and so we welcome you. Sorry about that. So we're just waiting for them to get ready, and uh, we're so thankful for each of them as they come and share about Jesus Christ and the change that he has made. So. Thank you. 
你愿意吗？愿意。那你愿意接受耶稣做你个人救主和生命的主，跟随他，到老也不偏离？你愿意吗？愿意。你愿意的话，那我就奉圣父、圣子、圣灵的名为你施洗。Gracias. Angelina uh, compartió su testimonio. He shared his, uh, her testimony in the video. Solo quiero preguntarle, Angelina, ¿usted cree que Jesucristo es el único Señor y Salvador de su vida? Sí, creo. ¿Angelina está dispuesta a caminar con Cristo el resto de su vida? Sí, creo. De acuerdo a esta fe, Angelina, yo la bautizo en el nombre del Padre del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. seguro que Cristo es el único Señor y Salvador de tu vida. Rigo, delante de todos estos testigos, yo quiero bautizarte hoy en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Puedes decir. 
decir tu nombre, por favor, y comparte algo de, de tu historia. Uh, your name and share your story. Yes, uh, good morning. My name is Javier Cruz. Um, I grew up in uh, Mexico. My family was not Christian. And uh, I grew up that way without believing in uh, Jesus or anyone. And I just believe in myself. And uh, uh, by the grace of God, I was able to see that I was heading the wrong way. I was uh, abusing alcohol, and I was—I lost respect for other people and myself. Uh, in 2013, I asked God for to help me, and He answered my prayer. And last year, at the Hispanic uh, ministry, I raised my hand and I asked God for forgiveness, and I accepted Jesus as my Savior. Uh, I am very happy to uh, be a Christian. And to uh, and to uh, accept uh, in your presence uh, God's uh, uh, God's uh, transformation in myself. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the only Lord, your Lord and your Savior? Yes, I I do believe. And you agree to continue walk, walking with with Jesus all your life? Yo te bautizo en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Puedes decir tu nombre, por favor, y comparte algo de tu historia. My name is Salvador Ramirez, and uh, I accepted Jesus Christ over four years ago, but on February 20th, I had a near-death experience, and uh, I wanted to, to accept whatever was coming when I was in the hospital, and uh, I was willing to, to leave and start a new adventure but it wasn't my time. I woke up in the hospital with my son next to me, giving me a kiss in my eye and praying, and he was crying, and, and I said, it's not time for me to go yet. So I'm here getting baptized and going all the way and living a good Christian life. I have three beautiful kids and a grandson that I need to be here for them and help them. And I have some beautiful neighbors too. So I will stick around for a long time. Señor, crees delante de todos estos testigos que Jesucristo es el único Señor y Salvador de tu vida. Yo te bautizo de acuerdo a esta fe en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo.
Let's pray for these folks and as Ron comes up and leads us in worship. Father God, we thank you for each of these uh, dear people who love you. Thank you that you love them first. God, you loved them way 2,000 years ago on that cross. You knew that they would be born in our generation, that they would come to know you by faith in Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that you would continue to strengthen them and to support them and strength, uh, guide them, Lord, in their journey with you, some of them fairly recent with you. So, God, I pray that the evil one would be kept away and that their faith in Christ would allow Christ in them to grow more and more every day. Help us to be an encouragement as well. And for all others that still to follow the Lord in baptism, Lord, that you would put it on their hearts, that their testimony would be uh, shared and reflected in the baptistry that we have here as well. God, thank you for all these things as we look to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you all stand and join us? We're going to be thinking about trading our sorrows, trading our pain. At Psalm 3011, you have turned me from mourning into dancing. You have loosed the sackcloth and girded me with gladness. Join me with your hands. We're trading our sorrows. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my With the joy of the Lord. I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my pain. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying it down. I'm laying it down. With the joy of the Lord. Yes, Lord, man. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes. Yeah. 
King of glory, the King above all kings. We shake the whole earth with holy thunder, who's building breathless in awe and wonder, the King of glory, the King above all kings. worshiping together. Hey, Lagos Bible Church, thank you for being here with us. We love you guys. Appreciate your ministry with us. And uh, 
Andy, you met uh, before. Paul, you saw on the baptistry, provide the leadership there. And uh, Renovacion, our Hispanic ministry right here on our campus as well. So good to have you with us. You saw Armando at the beginning, Armando in the baptistry, and uh, Victor Mion here right here as part of our leadership pastor in the church as well. So... Uh, we're so thankful, and we're thankful for you who are regulars here in the big house. Uh, we're glad to have you with us. This, yeah, a little smattering of applause. We love you all. Thank you very much. And uh, we love to be able to serve together and pray for you. If you'd like to have someone pray with you today, maybe just as you've heard some of these testimonies of people who have come to Christ, where Christ has changed them, heals marriages, restores lives, we'd love for that to take place in your life if, if it has not occurred just yet. So we encourage you to come up here. We'd love to pray with you. We have prayer points on either side and support you in that journey as well. And uh, I'll be out in the lobby. love to meet you there. And also as you go out, we have the quarterly. Quarterly is our uh, quarterly display of ministries here at Calvary Church. And uh, I'd love for you to pick that up and look it through. You probably can't do everything, and most likely you probably shouldn't. Uh, candidly, it's just a lot of stuff. But what we all can do is to pray for all of those things, for all the ways that God is going to work through the individual's lives. And so lift that all to the Lord in prayer as you pick that quarterly up as you exit here today. Also, I wanted to be mindful. Uh, we lost one of our dear saints here at Calvary Church just last night, Blaine Molesbury. Uh, he was sitting here last week and suffering from Parkinson's, and, and the Lord took him very quickly last night. So pray for Lori and their family as they gather together and consider next steps, and nothing has been arranged just yet. But, uh, boy, you've been here, I've been here like 21 years, some of you longer than that. You just keep on seeing those that the Lord is taking and say, Lord, there was so much more they could have done. But thank God that they're with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the beauty of Christ, that no matter what, when you die, if you trust in Jesus, you're in this heavenly home. And he is healed, he is well, he is perfect. And so we're thankful for that. But pray for Lori as she remains behind. I wanted to conclude with this text that comes from the same book of Galatians. Even as they had the various cultures that would gather together, Paul then wrote this in Galatians 3. For you all, talking to the Jew and Gentile and to us, for you all are sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized in Christ, and this is spiritual baptism, much as we saw the physical baptism, when you're baptized into Jesus, he changes you. You've been baptized into Christ and you've clothed yourself with Christ. Suddenly he is what people see, not my identity inside of me and who I am. See, therefore, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor freeman. There is neither, neither male nor female, for you all are one in Christ Jesus. And so it is for us, one in Christ, no matter where we come, no matter our language we speak, we're all one as we believe in Jesus Christ. And so we're thankful for that. Let me pray. God, thank you. Thank you that make it possible for us to have a oneness and a unity. Even though, as we have expressed today, there are a variety of languages and cultures that uh, are on display and reflected here. God, we're thankful for each of them. But how beautiful it is that you are the one who is the great unifier, that we are all sons and daughters of Jesus Christ because of his life, being baptized, changed, identified with him that he now becomes reflected through us. And all that see us see him more than they see each of us. So God, help us, grow us, strengthen us. And thank you for the blessing of being your children, your family. And God, as we go our way, may we be a blessing to those that we talk to and relate to now. 
And we pray this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen.